Hello everyone and welcome today to our first question and answer session on the Envision and Enhanced Coaching Programme that has started this week. So these weekly Q&A sessions are going to give um, all the clients a chance to kind of um, ask some questions, anything they're thinking about in regards to any worries or concerns or questions that might just be rising up as they go through this coaching programme. Now as this is our first one and we are only three days in, um, there's only certain things that have started to arise in regards to questions over the last three days. Um, but I did pick up lots of really valuable kind of questions and concerns on everyone's consultations that they filled in for joining with me. Um, so I'm going to go through the questions that have been submitted the last few days and also go through a lot of the things that have cropped up on people's consultations um, because there's some really good kind of things in there that you might also be feeling yourself. Okay, so um, I'm going to go through one of the questions that comes straight off, uh, which is from Naomi, and I'll just read it as she's typed it to give you a bit of context. So it says, I've had the busiest three or four days, and even though I feel I was ready to take the step, I'm struggling to take it all on board, find time to fit it all in. Work was very stressful today, and it made me feel unprepared. Is anyone else feeling the same? I walked to work to get my steps in, so left home at 7.30 and finished late, so didn't get home till 6.10, then trying to sort out food, etc. I've never counted calories or protein. Are there any tips to help this process? I have printed out all your sheets to be able to sit down and read through properly, as I feel I will find it easier to take on board. I really don't want to fail, but I'm feeling quite overwhelmed. I hope I'm not alone. And that's a really big thing for us to start with. And first of all, Amy, I want to say, please, please do not feel like you failed. I am here for you. I'm here to support you. And this is what coaching is all about, okay? So I'm going to break down lots of these different things because there's obviously a lot that you put in there. Um, now, the first thing I want to say is, and it's, I know it's the same I've said in the group a few times now, is you are on a marathon, not a sprint. This is not an eight-week crash diet where you're going to hit your fat loss goals in eight weeks' time, Okay. This is eight weeks to learn about how you're going to get your fat loss goals in the short term. And then really importantly, how you're going to maintain that fat loss um, goal afterwards. OK, because so I'm sure you haven't come into this program wanting to kind of reach your fat loss goal and then kind of bounce out of it in a kind of yo-yo diet fashion and under where you started. Okay, so what I want you to do based on that is I want you to take the pressure right off, okay? And this has come up with a few people that I've been in touch with the last few days. Is everyone's trying to reach the goals that I've set in regards to your steps and your calories before taking the time to understand how you're going to do that, okay? So I want you to take a step back and not even think about ticking off these goals today or tomorrow or the next day. I just want you to take that time. So let's say the extra half an hour that you're using in the morning for walking to work and back to educate yourself in regards to why you want to do those steps. Okay, because I think knowledge is power with so much stuff. And if you understand the reason why and you can actually understand the reason why I might have given you the target that I've given you, you're either one, going to be a lot more likely to achieve it or two, it's just going to seem a lot. What's the word? Um, more achievable for you because your mindset's going to be in the right place of understanding okay because when it comes to step counts there is no magical step that's suddenly going to make you reach your goals it's about doing more than you're doing before so most of the step counts I have provided you all as clients are about 20% more than either what you told me you already did or they're at least 
7,000 steps. I think the minimum I've given anyone is 8,000 steps. And that is because for your overall health, and we're not even talking fat loss here, we're talking your health, you should be trying to do that many steps every day. So the minimum I said some people got is 8,000 steps. The maximum I think I've given someone is 14,000. And that's only because I want them just to push a little bit harder. So they might already be doing quite a lot of steps, let's say, in their day-to-day work life. I want them to just constantly have to put a little bit more effort in to try and get that up by about 20%. Because that's just going to steal that mindset of always trying to achieve a little bit more, not a lot more. Now, if the step count I've given you feels totally unattainable, don't, first of all, don't feel like you have to reach it. Think of it as just a target goal to get in the parameters of but also it might be that what you thought you did and what you do in reality can be quite different. So sometimes I say people will say to me, I'll do roughly 10,000 steps a day. But in reality, they might do 10,000 steps on two or three days of the week. And on other days, they actually are sitting more like 5,000, which is fine. I need the kind of real average version, not the version of that you hope to be so that we can actually adjust that goal down. Or as some of you have got on the program, you've got two different goals. You've got a goal that you do when you are... Um, on a work day and you've got a goal that you do on your non-work day based on the information you have given me so um there is fluctuations in that okay so step count wise i said it is not the be all and end all if you get there or don't get there try to do a little bit more but if it's starting to add too much pressure on too early pull that back just stay as you were on whatever commuting system you use to and from work and use that time to see if you can just kind of listen and learn in regards to some stuff um in regard to feeling stressed by it all, now, the, the main thing probably here is the change, okay? Um, and sometimes, especially people on fat loss journeys, it, they, it takes a while for people to finally want to make a change. So they might progressively get bigger and at the same time progressively start and feel more and more negative towards their kind of body size and their confidence in themselves. And sometimes when people kind of tick that button or click that button and reach out for help, there's so much emotion behind it they want all their problems fixed in one day and what I say to you Naomi is it's amazing you've reached out for support it's amazing you're starting this journey but also take some compassion for yourself and realize that you've done the hardest bit in regards to deciding you're going to make a change but also you need to realize that it's not going to be a quick fix we're going to have to challenge our expectations. We're going to have to challenge how we feel about stuff. And we're going to have to get comfortable with sometimes being uncomfortable. And that can be easier said than done. And that's why I want those uncomfortable things to be small, uncomfortable things. So I don't want you to try and change your whole exercise routine, your whole walking routine, your whole nutrition routine, your whole mindset all on day one, because it's going to be too much. I just want you to be a little bit uncomfortable. When I say uncomfortable, I mean outside of your comfort zone a little bit every day or every week. Just so you challenge yourself, achieve it while you're in that uncomfortable state and then it suddenly becomes not uncomfortable anymore. It becomes the norm. But that is small, small steps that you build on every kind of day into every week rather than trying to do everything at once and it seem all consumingly overwhelming. Um. The bit that you touched on in regards to getting home late and sorting out food, um, this is where preparation comes in. Now, I know to be prepared, you just got to move that time. So instead of cooking a meal, let's say on a Monday night, if I'm saying be prepared, you are going to have to have thought about your Monday night meal at another time of the day. And if you have had a busy few days, then that might not have happened. But take the pressure off again, okay? So we only started 
two full days ago. So you might have had a busy time leading up to that. But I think because, again, you were putting so much pressure on yourself leading up to that first day, you wanted to kind of just kind of sprint out the start lines. And actually your schedule didn't allow that. And that's absolutely fine. Okay, just treat it as you're a couple of days in. And we treat it as the case of there's so much I could say in regards to meal prep. And there is a lot of um, guidance sheets that I put on it on the members only website. So if you haven't looked on that, have a look at that. But bulk prepping stuff. So instead of cooking a meal for just one night, when you got the oven on, cook twice the amount of food, three times the amount of food and either eat it the next days or put it in the freezer. So you've got to come out with or while the oven's on, you're just going to batch cook a few other ingredients you might um batch cook some roasted vegetables you might batch cook some chicken or some lean meat or something so that you've got bits of your food and meals already cooked and prepared for the days coming be kind to yourself and realize that you probably are going to have the time to every day cook a meal from scratch and I don't necessarily want you to oh, oh I definitely don't should I say need or want you to cook a meal from scratch i think a lot of time when people look at diets they think they suddenly have to kind of rip out that all their previous recipes they've ever cooked and start from scratch and suddenly think of all these new things and you don't need to do that so if you do like having some convenience food do it but choose ones that are lower calorie um that are going to meet your protein goals um and i'll talk about that in a minute so it doesn't mean oh i either home cook this really delicious well-balanced nutritious meal or I go and get an Indian takeaway there is something in between and I am a big big advocate for filling your freezer up with stuff now that might be frozen fish that might be frozen vegetables that might be ready-made meals that are not your kind of cheap awful Tesco value I don't know if Tesco value exists like cottage buy that's barely seen a kind of any beef there is a lot of convenience meals that you can buy now that can be your backup meals in your fridge, in your freezer, so that the days that you are running tight on time, you've got something just to pounce on. And also don't be um, worried about having something really, really basic. So something like scrambled egg on toast with some tomatoes and some mushrooms and some spinach, for example, is a really well-balanced meal. And like people might think, oh yeah, but it's for dinner. It, it doesn't matter what meal it's for. Like just have a go-to backup if everything's going, um, I was going to swear, but if everything's going to, like, if everything's getting really stressed and you don't know what else to do, just have that backup meal that you can go to without really thinking about it that takes 10 minutes to cook and that's it. Even baked beans on toast, it's actually got a lot of protein in and it's got a lot of fibre in it and it's got some slow-release carbohydrates in it and it's actually not that bad. So honestly, try to take the pressure off what you're expecting your meals to look like. Um, the last thing you touched on there, it was in regards to calories and protein and kind of never counting them and knowing how it works. So this is where I'm going to say, please, please make sure you have watched the um, educational video that I did on it. It's about 45 minutes. So it's it's in depth. Okay, So I've, I've done it in depth for a reason because I want people to really actually understand what's going on in calorie counting and why we do it and the pros and the cons and everything to it. So you understand and watch the video um, or read through the presentation on uh, what to eat for fat loss because it's going to really make you understand kind of different types of protein and how to get more protein into your diet. But the general concept is if you have in every meal a source of protein. Now, if you eat meat, that's going to be quite easy. It's going to be kind of lean based protein um, or dairy products 
or chickpeas or pulses or um, some vegetables, um, you're going to get your protein in. And if you start each meal thinking about where is my protein source and then add in your other ingredients, you're going to hit that protein target fine. It's if you're not even thinking about kind of where you're getting your protein from, that's when you sometimes want to miss the target. But I said, it is only a target. I do not want you to get worried about it. If you're averaging, let's say, 50 grams of um, 50 calories of protein at the moment, sorry, it is 50 grams. If you're averaging 50 grams of protein at the moment and I've suddenly given you a target of 100 grams, that's me not having a clue what your starting figure is. And I'd much prefer you try to get your 50 up to 70 by just consciously kind of adding on a little bit of extra protein to one of your meals than to think you fail by not being able to get up to 100. Think of 100 as your optimal, okay? Anything between where you are now and your target is going to be more optimal than staying where you are. Okay, lovely questions. I really hope, Naomi, that you um, can kind of take a little bit of pressure off yourself. Just pick a few things that you want to work on this week, and that's where you'll build from. All right. Okay, next up on the questions. Here we go. Oh, this is a quick, easy one. Joe. When do we first weigh in? Is it this week or next week? So in your calendar on your apps clients, there will be every Wednesday, there will be a weigh-in and every three weeks, I believe I've put on it, there's going to be a weigh-in um, and a measurements weigh-in. So when you kind of use tape measure and measure your body parts um, and the progress photos. Um, it's always a bit of a mixed kind of I've got conflicting views in regards to how often to ask people to weigh themselves um some people like to weigh themselves really often and then get themselves in quite a negative headspace about it some people like to weigh themselves really often just to see how crazy the data in regards to our weight is because it will fluctuate like loads so I choose to do it weekly because I think especially as women it's actually quite good for you to see over the course of a month how your hormonal fluctuations can affect your weight because so much of your weight that's going to come up on your scale is water weight rather than um, just your fat percentage so sometimes when you weigh weekly you can see that fluctuation up and down and absolutely never have I seen on any of my clients progress a straight linear line down it always goes ups and downs with peaks and troughs but we're looking at the overall trend. So if you take it every week, um, you should be able to see your overall trend. Um, I've put it on a Wednesday because stereotypically, if people do have weekends that have got more carbohydrates in their meals, have got more processed, processed foods in their meals, which generally come with higher salt levels or have drunk higher amounts of alcohol, your body will retain a lot more water with it. And that water is going to make you a lot heavier on the scales. So what I generally do is I push that weigh-in back to a Wednesday, generally speaking, that excess water weight from the weekend's eating and drinking habits um, gets flushed out the system, so you get more of a realistic comparison week to week. But it doesn't have to be on a Wednesday, but that is the day that it is in your diaries for, and the, as I said, the progress photos and the measurements are for every three weeks, because it will probably take at least three weeks to kind of start seeing any visual changes in regards to um your size okay next question already also from joe thank you for asking so um oh i had a quick read with this one earlier this is um a really interesting one so it says last night i had a meal planned and prepped from sunday but after a busy day and a late sorry a busy day and late home my daughter was stressed with homework i made her a hello fresh meal because because i'm not wanting to push what i'm doing too much as she's 16 
I have to be careful when talking about calories, etc. I choose to sit and eat the same meal with her. I checked the calories were okay, but already feel challenged by external factors and wanting to do the right thing for my family. I justified it by checking that it was within my daily calorie count. I just don't trust HelloFresh thing though, and I feel it may hinder my progress. The biggest barrier to all of this is definitely family. Thank you, thank you, Joe, for being so honest. And first thing I want to say is HelloFresh is absolutely fine. Okay, so HelloFresh is amazing and it's listed as one of the things I put on. Um, there's a document in your resource area, which I think is called convenience cooking, I think. And I basically put um, lots of options for people that are busy and want kind of a convenient way of eating within their kind of calorie goals and their, their kind of targets. And it stems from right at the top where you're basically buying ready prepared what you class as a ready meal um but there's a lot of suppliers down the market that kind of have a real fitness nutrition based kind of ethos to the business so they're not i said your your standard um ready meals um so that was kind of the most convenient option you buy them you can bulk deliver them to your, your house and you can freeze them then the next level down was these kind of food prep companies so your hello fresh your gusto your mindful chef all of them and they are amazing because they're basically taking your um sorry they're delivering to you all the ingredients you need to make a really well balanced tasty nutritious meal without you wasting any money on surplus food without you wasting time on cutting stuff up and they're really really good for portion controlling because you can't overeat them in the fact that you don't have leftovers okay so especially if you choose meals that kind of the calorie count of them fit within your goals um, it can be a really good way of kind of keeping control over your calories, especially on these evening dinners, while getting really tasty meals. Now, the only thing that I would say on it is um, they generally lack, I would say, too much kind of leafy green vegetables, just because I think the kind of sell-by date on them is a lot shorter. So just add in some extra veg, um, and that might be actually you take out some of the other food that's already on your plate and, I don't know, either leave it as leftovers for tomorrow's lunch or give it to your daughter or give it to your husband or whoever it might be so they get extra portion or just leave it and actually do chuck that food away which is is better to go in the bin than to kind of fight against your goals um so i said i would add in some extra fresh veg um and what's the other thing there's really not much negative to say about it um yeah just my some of them are quite carb heavy no carbs are fine um it's more to do with kind of how the carbs make you feel so if you've got a meal that says it's 600 calories and it's, I don't know, a burger and chips, I know it's one of their options, and you feel satisfied after that burger and chips and you don't feel like you need to suddenly then go and grab any other food, then enjoy that burger and chips. I said it can be a really good way of getting a tasty meal with some control in regards to your portion than maybe going out to the local pub and not having any idea what you're eating. Um, so please, please do have HelloFresh. Um, and that also links to, I really want everyone to be eating meals with their family. I don't want anyone sat there thinking they've got to eat something different because they're trying to lose fat. Um, because that's not, that's not sustainable for the long term. And everything we're doing to lose your body fat and to reach your goals, we want to be something that you're happy doing for the long term. And I'm pretty sure, Joe, you're not going to want to create a new evening meal for yourself for the next 10 years of your life. So start with what you've got, start with just adjusting the portion sizes of what your family are eating. Now that might be that they hate veg and you want to put some veg on your plate. It might be that they want to have three sausages and you want to have two sausages. Um, 
there are small changes you can make so that but there's still the same concept of the meal there and sitting down and eating with your family is really important like you said with your daughter the age she is as a teenager she is very susceptible to um kind of probably being aware of what her weight is as well um but actually giving her the tools and understanding of knowing what calories are and understanding that they are basically a measurement of energy and they're fuel for your body and your body needs fuel to survive and to work optimally and being ultra low calorie is not sustainable that is why no none of you have got a thousand calorie target i don't think any of you have got a 1200 calorie target I think the lowest is 1,400. Now, you could go on some diet websites and they tell you to eat 800 calories a day. Now, that is unsustainable. And that's the type of thing that your daughter probably does need to know that, yes, you might survive on 800 calories a day, but it's going to have such negative impact in regards to your brain power, such negative impact in regards to your energy levels for day-to-day life, for enjoyment. So you won't be able to exercise because you'd have no energy. So actually, sometimes explaining it is actually really important. And actually for her to understand that different people need different amount of calories based on their size and their age actually can be really empowering because I know personally that I was a very tall person at school and I was always very conscious of my weight because everyone was under 10 stone and I was over 10 stone and I remember getting the right pickle not understanding why everyone else could be under 10 stone and it literally took for me to be a grown-up to actually understand that it was because I was five foot 11 tall and my body does weigh more, my bone structure is heavier and it is bigger. And taking actually a step back and do you know, do you know what I did? I was in a good shape growing up and I was eating more food, but I was eating more food because my body was bigger and it needed it, um, was actually probably the knowledge that I needed when I was younger. Um, so I think sometimes hiding information from family and children can actually be more detrimental in the long run. That said, obviously you know your daughter, so I'm not saying how you parent your daughter, but I would just say, don't hide it from her, but also make sure you understand that everything you're doing is health first. So the way I coach, I'm never going to put your health detrimentally above fat loss, okay? So health comes first. So eating protein, eating your vegetables, eating your fiber is for your gut health, it's for your muscle strength, it's for your bone strength. Now, how much of that you're eating is then going to impact whether you, you are in a fat loss stage or not. But the actual types of food that you're eating is everything is to do with your health. And that's what she needs to understand most. Okay, I hope that helped, Joe. And again, a bit like Naomi, I don't want either of you feeling like it's too much. And the only reason it's going to feel too much is if you try to do too much too quickly. So try to f- figure out ways in both your lives to fit, just making a few more positive changes every day or every week and just trying to get consistent with them rather than trying to attack everything at once and then feeling like it's too much okay once you get used to doing things and this is for everyone once you've done something enough you will subconsciously start doing it so what can seem like quite an overwhelming amount of kind of thought and decisions that you have to make now won't feel like that in a month's time even if you're doing exactly the same thing because you won't be thinking about how can I get my steps up you'll just be in the habit of walking to work or going out for a walk at lunch break or parking further away in the car park whatever it might be that will just become second nature it won't be something you're thinking about doing um things like how much food to put on your plate once you've had the same breakfast for four times a week every week over the month 
you're not going to be thinking about how much food you're putting in your bowl when it's the 17th or 18th time you've served that same breakfast. You're just going to serve it, okay? So also sometimes having that realisation that a little bit of effort now will not be effort in the future can really kind of help your mindset know that you're kind of just on a path to an easier life. Just do it enough times to make it a habit, to make it something you don't actually have to think about going forward. Okay, lovely. So that was the questions that have been submitted from the clients. Um, So I'm now just going to move on to some stuff that came up in regards to the consultations. And typically when I read through everyone's, I didn't write down the names like who asked all these things. So um, if this sounds like something you wrote down, (laughs) I'm asking your question. Um, So we had three different questions that come. Now I'm going to join up together because the answer is very quite similar. So questions coming up saying, they don't know how frequently they should be eating meals. So some people uh, skip breakfast. Um, some people kind of only having two meals a day. Sometimes people are having five meals a day. And it seems that whichever kind of end of the spectrum they're on, they feel like it's not worked for them. And they feel like that's probably the reason they've, they kind of put on weight and they can't lose weight. Um, there's questions that come up in regards to when to eat. So not necessarily kind of how many meals, although that might cross over, but also timings. So um, it came up about eating too late. And that often being the reason why people think they put on um, body fat over the years, um, but they don't really know how to get out of that position because that's kind of what works for their lifestyle. Um, and also questions in regards to um, what to eat itself. So I'm going to talk mainly about the frequency and the times at the moment. Now, Hopefully, if you're listening to this and you've listened to either some of my podcasts before, you've listened to my educational videos, um, you'll understand that fat loss comes as a result of creating a calorie deficit. So I'm just going to touch on this one more time just so you understand before I answer the question. So your body is a kind of a machine that needs fuel. By eating food, you're taking in calories. Calories are a type of energy. So you're taking the energy into your body. If your body doesn't burn as much energy as what you've eaten, your body's basically going to store that energy for a later date. And where it stores it is in your fat cells. So your fat cells are just a store of energy that you did not need at the time that you were eating it. Okay, so that constantly happens on a multiple times a day basis throughout your life. And it's it's a two-way street. So energy is getting stored in your fat cells, energy is getting taken out of your fat cells, multiple times a day it's just a fluid kind of open swinging door back and forth so when we're looking at kind of what time you should eat food and how frequently you eat food the simple answer is it does not matter okay what matters is how much food calories are getting consumed against how much calories you are burning so when we look at the frequency of meals and the frequency and the time of the meals What is a lot more important is how the choices you make impact your daily intake of calories overall and also your how many calories you burn. And I'll touch on that in a minute. So a lot of people will skip breakfast. Now, in their head, they skip breakfast because either they're not hungry or more likely if they're on some type of fat loss mission, they think if they skip breakfast, they're skipping eating calories. And that is true. Okay, so if you took, let's say today I ate breakfast, lunch and dinner, and tomorrow I had exactly the same lunch and dinner, but didn't eat breakfast, then yes, I've eaten less calories tomorrow. Yes, that was probably going to help towards my calorie deficit, if those numbers made sense. But what will happen in reality more often than not, is if tomorrow I skip breakfast, and then I think I'm just going to have lunch and dinner, probably by about 10, 11 o'clock, I'm probably going to start getting a bit hungry. 
and I might accidentally have a biscuit with my cup of tea without really thinking about it. And then that cake that Doris, the other side of the office, brings in every what we tomorrow, Wednesday, which I normally say no to because it actually doesn't taste very nice. I probably will actually have a slice of that cake. Um, and then I will have lunch. And then come about three o'clock, I'm starting to get a bit hungry again. I don't know why. Right, I'll have an apple. I'm going to be good. I'll have an apple. And then, oh, I'm still a bit hungry. It's now five o'clock. I'm cooking the kids' tea. Um, I'm just going to nibble a few of their chips off their plate. And, oh, look, I'm now clearing their plate and I'm still a bit hungry. I'm now going to have a few more chips off their plate. And then eight o'clock comes and I'm ready for my normal dinner with my partner. And then I eat my dinner, normal portion size. And then I might stop there or I might just feel a little bit hungry still and I'll eat a pudding. Okay. Now that happens and it might seem quite extreme, but it actually often isn't extreme. Because what happens, your your body gets used to having a certain amount of food every day and it gets into a bit of routine on knowing kind of, right, I can function on this many calories because this is what my body normally feeds it. If you start cutting out meals out of your body, your body's still expecting the same amount of calories throughout the day. It's it's giving you the energy in the morning, I don't know, to run around the kids to, I don't know, walk to work, to all this stuff it's normally used to having the fuel to do. But if you haven't fueled it, it will probably think later on, I need to get this fuel back. And it works in a clever hormonal way that is basically going to keep telling your brain, keep eating more because I haven't got enough energy. I haven't got enough energy. I need more energy. And so although it could go to your fat stores, your body hasn't regulated itself to get used to doing that. It's regulated itself to be used to having food at the level that it normally eats at. So if by skipping a meal that then means that you end up snacking or picking more later in the day, then what's the, all the positives for you skipping that meal to try and reduce down your calories have totally been wiped away because you've basically eaten those calories later in the day. So it's something to be really important in regards to self, sorry, pardon me, self-reflecting, and it's something I try and do with all my clients to do, is when you're looking at kind of the actions you're taking, look at what the response is to it. So... If you can take an action and there's no differing response, then maybe that action is good. If you take an action and then you end up behaving differently later on in that day, then it's probably not a good action to take into place. Um, This works the same as meal timings. So I often get people say that they eat really late at night and that's the reason that they um, think they're putting on weight. And I think there's historically there was a lot of kind of diet culture taught that you should never eat past nine o'clock because it turns straight into fat and (laughs) it might turn into fat. So obviously if you eat your food at nine o'clock and then you go to bed at 10 o'clock and you've not really done anything to burn any calories after nine o'clock apart from going to bed, then yes, there is excess energy in your body that might then go and get stored at fat cells. But Three hours before, when your stomach was empty and your body needed energy, it probably already took energy from your fat cells. So it's still kind of coming back to the same base level of body fat. So it doesn't matter in regards to when it takes the energy from your body fat cells and when it puts it back into your body fat cells. And we're not even talking on a 24-hour clock here. We're talking about a constant kind of week-long period kind of what's coming in, what's coming out, moving target before you would even notice anything visually changing on your body or visually see anything different in the mirror or definitely see anything different on the scales. It's a lot, lot longer process than just one late meal at night time. So when you're trying to choose when to eat your meals, 
choose them based on what fits with your lifestyle and what's going to keep you fuller and more satisfied for longer. So if there is a really busy period of your day and you don't really think about eating, you don't have that much time to eat and you can go, let's say, I don't know, let's say you can go from 7am to 11 o'clock in the morning without thinking about food and to try and eat in that time is going to be really hard, then that's fine. So either eat earlier or do delay your breakfast, have your breakfast later in the morning, whatever it might be. It's not going to make a big impact as long as it doesn't have a negative impact later on in the day. Same sense that if you want to eat your dinner at nine o'clock, that is absolutely fine, okay? But if you are going to then also eat your kids' tea at five o'clock with them and then eat dinner at nine o'clock and then probably pinch on the food when you're cooking, then maybe the nine o'clock dinner isn't right. And there is no right and wrong reason, right and wrong answer to this. It's about you figuring out what works for you and how to keep yourself feeling full and feeling feeling like you're not thinking about eating. Now, that might be a concept that a lot of you can't get your head around, but you shouldn't be all-consumingly thinking about what you're eating and when your next meal is or how hungry you are or how full you are throughout the whole day. That's not a healthy headspace to be in because you're constantly probably battling against kind of always thinking about food. What you want to do is eat earlier enough that you're eating before you're starving hungry so you're not giving in to kind of those hunger pounds and end up eating everything in sight because you got so hungry. So you eat probably half an hour before you think you're going to be really hungry. And then you distract yourself after the meal so that you stop thinking about your food and start thinking about obviously whatever else you're doing in, in your day. So that's meal frequency, that's meal timings. The other one that came up that's a bit similar was regards to what to eat. Now, this is a little bit different. Now, the simple answer is you can eat anything if it creates an energy deficits or a calorie deficit throughout the day or throughout the week, period. I said, if we look at the bigger picture. Um, again, it's the behavioural situation on what different foods are going to do for you. So yes, you want to have as much unprocessed food as possible because the nutrients in them are going to really improve your gut health. They're going to really improve your energy. They're going to really help your, how your body just functions. But there was some research done in America where a guy, I think it was for like two months, basically ate nothing but McDonald's for like this time period. And he lost a substantial amount of body fat because he was still in a calorie deficit. Okay, so do not beat yourself up by thinking that every meal has got to be this ultra nutritious, unprocessed, organic meal. You can basically anything, which is why I try to make sure everyone understands what calories are. Now, that does not mean you have to track calories. That means you need to have an awareness that your body fat is based on the amount of calories coming in and going out to your body. Um, So when we're looking again at what to eat, take a step back and think, how does the thing I eat then affect the amount of calories I'm eating for the rest of the day? So I know for certain, if I have a ham sandwich at lunchtime, I would barely, I would say, make it half an hour before I want something else. And that's a prime example for people like that have sandwiches in like, I don't know, like a Tesco meal deal. They'll have their sandwiches and they'll either have like a packet of crisp or a chocolate bar or something that comes with it and a drink. Now, that ham sandwich at Tesco's is never going to leave you food satisfied. I think most people are probably engulfed a packet of crisp within about five minutes of even starting their sandwich. And that's because a ham sandwich just doesn't really give you a lot. It gives you some quite processed bread. It gives you some processed meat. It's going to get digested incredibly quickly. It's got what we call a low energy density. So, sorry, a high energy density. So you don't get a lot of food, but you do get quite a lot of calories. 
and that's not very satisfying. Your body wants a lot of food. It wants to feel full. It wants that stomach to kind of fill up because hormonally wise, your body is then going to get told or your, your stomach is then going to tell your brain, my stomach is full, you can stop eating. And a little thin ham sandwich from Tesco's is not going to tick that box. So I know that the ham sandwich itself might be absolutely fine for my calorie goal. But the ham sandwich is not going to suffice me. I will eat more. It probably won't just be a chocolate bar half an hour later. It probably will be then multiple snacks throughout the afternoon until I kind of get to my dinner time. And all of that together is then obviously going to make a lot higher calories total overall. Whereas I know that if I have something a lot more wholesome and bigger for lunch, a big plate of salad with, but I say salad and when I say salad, some people think like lettuce and cucumber. I'm talking with roasted sweet potato, roasted butternut squash, some cooked peppers, some courgette, and then lots of roasted chicken, maybe some couscous, maybe some hummus, maybe a pita bread. I could be having a lunch that might be 600 calories compared to my sandwich, it could have been 300 calories. But I know that 600 calories is going to see me through for the next five hours. And I won't then eat anything else compared to the ham sandwich and all the multiple snacks I then eat, which might then end up being 800, 900 calories. So looking at how you behave in and around the meals that you choose really helps you understand what food is right for you and what food isn't. Prime example of that as well is in regards to kind of breakfast cereals. So breakfast cereal can be quite low calorie. Um, I've got someone that loves to eat roast krispies and I think their calories are only like 200 calories. But also they're just pockets of air. There's not a lot in them. And actually, I can't live off of pockets of air for four hours until lunchtime. I will eat literally the house down if I do that. So I would instead have a bigger bowl of porridge, maybe a banana in it, maybe some nuts in it. And my breakfast might be more around four or 500 calories, but actually it's going to see me through the whole morning, not some pockets of air, aka Rice Krispies. So have a look at how it's impacting you and your decisions throughout the rest of the day. Um, final one I'm going to touch on now is um, people's confidence with cooking. And I've kind of touched on this a little bit. So there's a big worry when people go into a diet that they're going to have to suddenly um, cook a whole new recipe book of meals. Okay, now I haven't actually given you a meal plan at all. The closest I've got for my clients is on their members area is there are there is a recipe guide for um, protein based meals um, and there are some suggestions in regards to protein sources. That's basically it. And the reason that I've done that is because everyone cooks differently. Everyone's eating habits are different. Everyone's tastes are different. And learning to cook new recipes takes effort. I I know that some people love a recipe. I hate, 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 hate following a recipe. I don't know whether it's my dyslexic brain, whether I'd like to be quite creative in the kitchen and I feel it's really restrictive a recipe. I don't know what it is, but I hate recipes. Um, and even those that like recipes, if you're trying to cook a new recipe every day, you're going to have so many different ingredients you're going to need. It's going to take so much longer because you're spending most of your time kind of trying to figure out what you're trying to do, let alone cooking it. Um, it won't be sustainable. You want to be able to cook dishes that you can basically do your eyes shut, where you can do the dishes, you can, I don't know, mop the floor, hoove the floor, you can get some steps in, you can phone a friend, you can do whatever it is while cooking, you can help your kids with their homework, whatever it might be. If you're stood glued to your recipe book, trying to figure out how to cook this new recipe every night for half an hour, you're just wasting valuable time that I'm sure you don't have. 
Okay, so when we're looking at cooking and what to cook, some people's cooking skills are going to be a lot, lot lower than the others, but that comes from practice and repetition. That's why I said, if you repeat the same meals time and time again, you will get better at them. And also don't be scared to try. And I'm going to use the word fail and it's not fail. But having said that, when it comes to cooking foods, sometimes it does fail because sometimes I've made things and they've gone disastrous and they have had to go in the bin. But it's not very often. And if it does go in the bin, the next time I definitely don't do it that wrong. I learn through my mistakes. So having the confidence to go, do you know what? You're not cooking for some dinner party of 20 friends. You're cooking for yourself, maybe your loved ones. If it goes a little bit wrong, who cares? I'm sure it'll be edible anyway, even if it looks horrendous. Okay, so take the pressure off again what it's got to look like. And then also think, keep things basic. So if you really want to kind of dial into your nutrition to hit your fat loss goals and you don't want any complicated calorie counting, you don't want any complicated recipes, the simplest way you can do this is basically to load up your plate as follows. You choose your protein source. Now, I'm going to say, I'm going to apply to someone that eats meat here. You choose a chicken breast, okay? You can have plain chicken breast or you can put some spices or some herbs on it to give it a bit of flavour. You cook your chicken breast. You then choose two or three different vegetables you're going to eat with your chicken breast. Try and go for a leafy green. So, I don't know, some kale, some broccoli, some cabbage, some leek, something like that. Then choose a carbohydrate source. Could be rice, could be pasta, could be potatoes, and have that on a plate. Now, you can make that taste so different depending on what type of spices and flavours you put onto it. You could incorporate all these things together, so then you've actually got a kind of a rice dish. It might be a Chinese-flavoured rice dish with chicken and rice and vegetables in. It could be an Indian-flavoured curry with a bit of curry powder in. Um, it could be something Mexican if you put a paprika in it. Uh, a little bit of tomato salsa on it. Um, you can make stuff taste amazing or you can keep things really simple. Now, if anyone's familiar with the whole kind of bodybuilder style eating habits, they eat chicken, rice and broccoli every day. Now, these are generally kind of big, muscly, strapping, very masculine men that do not know how to cook, but they cook what they need to meet their nutrition and their fuel goals for sustaining their body. Now, I'm not saying to eat like a bodybuilder because I personally would be bored, I'm going to use the word shitless, um, to eat chicken, broccoli and rice every day. But it ticks the boxes, it ticks all your nutritional needs and the calories are very easily controlled. Your chicken breast is probably 150 calories. Your half a bag of boil in a bag microwave rice is probably 150, 180 calories. Your vegetables are probably 50 calories. So you've probably got a meal that you could cook very simply, very quick and easy for 400 calories by literally cooking a chicken breast, boiling a bag rice, and you could either go um, steam in the bag vegetables. Job done. Simple. If you want to make it more complicated, more flavoursome, do. Otherwise, that is your bare basics in regards to what a meal is. And just from that, I said, you can tweak and then you can improve if you want. The other thing I'd say with cooking with confidence is start with what you're comfortable with, okay? And just look at the portions of what you're eating and see, can I make this meal more in line with my goals? Now, sometimes the meals you're eating might actually be really quite low calorie at the moment, or they might be as low calorie as you want to go 
to still feel energized. So it might be actually your meal is only actually 400 calories anyway. Now, I'm not going to say drop that down to 250, 300 calories because there'll barely probably be anything left in it. But you could look and go, do you know what? I could probably lose a little bit of that rice. I could lose a little bit of that pasta. I could make it up by putting a little bit more of the vegetables in or having a bit more protein sauce instead. So just work with what you already cook and just serve up slightly different portion sizes onto your plate. Um, and that will really help balance that out. Um, the other thing I was saying in regards to cooking and your confidence, I said, is use convenience products. So like I said before, there is a handout for clients that kind of talks through all your different convenience options. So that's the one that also has the HelloFresh products on um, and the ready-made meals on. But also the last kind of level of convenience that I talk about in that worksheet is just buying stuff ready prepped. So you're prepped cut up vegetables that are in frozen or fresh. And um, even meals like flavoured chicken breast. So I don't know, peri-peri chicken. Like if you want to buy the peri-peri chicken, buy it. Like it's that I don't know why we get stuck in such a hole that we think we've got to make homemade everything. We don't. Buy the stuff ready-made. Buy things like, um, I don't know, ready-cooked noodles so that actually they're already cooked you don't need to soak them in water you can just put a little sachet of noodles into your stir fry and it's done um use convenience products to help make meals a lot quicker to make and to have them as kind of backup things in your store cupboards as well so if if in doubt you're running out of time you've got some quick and easy things to chuck into your meals um without thinking that everything's going to be made fresh Okay, I am going to wrap up there because that was lots of questions that have come up and hopefully have helped a lot of you um, getting started on your journeys with me. If you're not a client with me, but you're listening to this podcast, just keep an eye on my um, Instagram page. So I will try and keep chucking out a lot of free content on there um, and keep listening in to this podcast. Um, If you click the follow button on either Instagram or Apple, it will then notify you of all the future podcasts that are coming your way. Um, clients that are with me on Envision and Enhance, please do keep chucking me your questions, um, keep engaging in the group and we can work through all the problems and hurdles that you arise and get you one step closer towards your goals. Thank you ever so much everyone and I'll speak to you all soon.